Excellent, excellent. First of the new year, I almost said, but that would put us into an entirely different calendar than previously expected, wouldn't it? Well, if it were, so who cares for you? Yes, nothing to be worried about, nothing is wrong, all things are good, and more shall be well. Let me puff upon this song, and then I shall speak to you. <laughs> I can jog and got ten dollars, he says. It's possibly time for me to make another rainbow go of it, isn't it? That's probably what it's sort of almost time to happen, isn't it, then? I've got the costume already, I've already got all the equipment I need to be a rainbow person, don't I? Of course I do, the rainbow family requires very little of you, and what you don't have, you'll quickly pick up. Well then. much has to be done. It's two weeks. Tomorrow's the eye. That means it's one day. I've got one day to prepare and finish. I'm actually going to turn all my own again. I think I may have to. It may certainly be done. You know, you're offered a charge, that means they approve of me. Justin, and of course, it says, captains are fun. That's what they meant by releasing me with no charge. Did I mention that? I think I haven't yet, not in these recordings. I hope that still I am recording now. Here we go. Four minutes and 25 into the second ship here. I've got the three kings on deck. Ready to play. I'm waiting now simply for what? For the Three Kings Headmaster. That's what I need.
Once the Three Kings headmaster is ready and active, then the headmaster and myself may conduct the preliminary discussion, namely what is required in the performance, what must be got done. Once we have accomplished this, that is to say, determine what the storyline is that we wish the three kings to play. Then the headmaster will communicate the beginning of the instructions to the three kings. Essentially what the headmaster is performing are theatrical directions, instructions on how to put on a play. But a play not on the human stage, sir. No, not, not a men appearing before each other, sir. This is simply the interplay of language. This is theater on the page. This is what William Shakespeare was trying to invent. And it frankly fucking happened. He won it at last and the game is now played. This is the millionth birthday party of William S. Edward de Vere shaking his spear in exactly the manner that he prefers to do it. Some of you are wondering who I was back then, and now we've begun. I think that certain of you are interested in who the English sons grew up to become, and others would rather not even find out. You'd like to prefer that we were accountants somewhere, yes, or gentlemen secretaries, or something of some other variety. Well, it didn't work out, not like this. We run our own heads, sir. We're the kings of the earth. Now, what do they do, sir, once they've finally prepared themselves? Each takes up his lance and he goes out to play. He does not go solo, sir, however. He takes with him his gentleman-in-waiting. This personage conducts all the safety proceedings, he's the one to make sure that the game is gently played. That is to say, what a butler is to a man who stays at home, a gentleman-in-waiting is to the king who likes to roam. Think of it in that regard. Well, this isn't enough, sir. You also need two underlings beneath him. What you call them depends on the size of your wage. That is to say, no secrecy here. You know exactly how much every man makes and you know it by the title of his equipage. And the shortened form of that is simply page. I've already conveyed to you th thousands of things that I didn't even think of before and I'm still doing it now. Everything I've said so far has never occurred to me, but it's not being channeled to me from an external source as so many other personages claim to be experiencing it. For me, rather, the knowledge erupts directly from my own heart. It is not a recording. Everything I'm saying to you, I've said to you in advance in your dreams, so of course it makes sense to you. Otherwise, it wouldn't now. The elf tongue is a dangerous one. It's got both spines and feathers, and it can crush you if you come at it from the wrong angle, sirs. It's happened to many a man. Why are the tales of the men of English letters so marvelous to behold? What happens to them is almost more interesting than what it was that they were so bold to speak about. And yet each knight had his message. Do you think he went out to search for fair damsels in distress, for dragons to lance? No, my friends, those were the things that just happened to him on the way. What he was really doing is he was going out to say something to the people. He had a message to convey. That's what the knights had to do in those days. Certain of us were there more than once. And we were the men who eventually had an unfair advantage. This was because we had played the same timeline so many times over that we knew exactly how it worked. We understood the connections. Many a man lives only his own life. That is to say, he only understands what a person like himself must understand. And perhaps a few other things that he sort of threw in for extra character or something. You know, you're an accountant who also likes flying kites, for example. Or you're a man who likes drones, who also writes 
uh, copy advertisements for toothbrushes or something like that. That's the sort of thing that they would like you to believe you would become when you grew up one day. And perhaps you'd have a model train set still, sir, even though you're a grown man. No real trains for you, sir. No real trains for you. Well, why hasn't the man got his own railway line system then? He ought to have, shouldn't he? If he's already 87 or at least 78. An old man who's still playing with toy trains is a boy who never got to grow up. Do you know what I mean? The universe is large, it's got a lot of space in it, and there's a great deal of material with which you can play with, so why, my friends, should you, sirs, play small? It's because people think that the risks increase at the higher dimensions, and it's certainly true. But if you have a careful and well-organized system of contention, if you have a recipe book that lets you always get through, then, my friends, there's no reason to even worry about it. It's exactly as safe as going on a dark ride at Disney, if you know what I mean. That is to say, you have to have your windshield wipers on, sir. You've got to stay clean, because you can get brain hacked by those on the way. It is something... I must say, that is also a risk for you in your ordinary life. However, sirs, for those on the go, the risks are quite high. The problem is this. For those who are more logically oriented, or less conditioned toward the skies, those who see only in terms of circumstances and possibilities in the short term, these persons may see a knight who's out to roam and see someone who's actually in a compromised position. Because yes, this guy certainly has weapons as if he's of an order of the alphabet that believes in them, or carries them, or thinks about them, or even has dreams about them. I mean, yes, sir, a pirate is certainly armed. But he tends to be armed in ways that you don't quite believe in as well, for example. Why would a man need both an iron knife and a silver knife, for example? Why do you think he would need them? Well, I'm not going to tell you, because you're not of a sufficient elevation certitude to understand what I would be saying to you, sirs. So listen quite carefully and wake the fuck up. You are either a knight, an esquire at arms, or a page. Which do you consider yourself to be, sir? Those are the cast characteristics, and you must determine your position in them. You know who you are almost by heart. Admit it to yourself, there's no harm in being lower in the totem pole than you fancied yourself. It happens to most of us many thousands of times. If, on the other hand, you find yourself at a greater level of certitude than you believed yourself possible for before, but find yourself in a new sort of a situation as of perhaps the last several days, or if so, you've always been a highly capable individual and always just frankly knew about it. In those cases, you know, then you might be a page. Ha! Did you see what I did there? It's to turn the whole thing down round again, sirs. This is the Knights of Misrule. Doing Misrule, the pages are knights and the knights are the page. The equipage, however, that is to say, those are the outer fringes of things, the hangers-on, the horses, the tents, and so forth. Those certainly circumstances are still needed in the ordinary sense. That is to say, the, 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 the stage crew certainly needs to be sober enough to run the lights and the curtains. Absolutely, sir. That is still without question. As the king of misrule, that is to say, as the lord of the princes of sots, it is essential that we understand firstly how this works now, sirs. Performance, posture, and impossibilities are central to the liberal arts, and the liberal arts are not what you think they are. It all has to do with theatrical performance performed by four men, a knight and a squire and two pages, sir. That's how it's done. That is a crew size known as a quarter jack. Have you heard this term before? A quarter jack is four men. The captain goes first. 
The captain of a quarter jack is the man who sets the direction. He's the guy with the compass. I don't care if your compass is a device that you hold in your hand, an extra organ you've got attached to your body, an animal that has some sort of oracular function, or a crooked pair of dice. A compass is something that you have to look twice to believe in, sir, and some things can't ever be believed in, but they still always work. That's the compass. So whatever man has the compass, can hang on to the compass, or thinks himself to be the compass that is amongst you, that is clearly the captain says, that serves for the knight. Who then is the esquire at arms? For a street trijack, we call ourselves the bodyguard, of course. This is the man in the middle. Remember what I said before about his purposes and understanding. Because it's a three-level set, when Miss Rule comes in handy, the Esquire at Arms, that's to say the jack of the set, does not change his role. Do you understand what I mean? Some men are themselves all year round. But the knights in the pages turn off. That wasn't quite it though, was. Perhaps I mistook him. The jack is the knight, so then who is the page? Some tarot cards display him as the prince or the princess. Also, they frankly call it the page in some other decks. And in others, it's missing entirely and it serves in as the number 10, says it's the number 10. If your deck hasn't got them, it's a 10-pager, sirs. This whole game is about publications. So the knight, that which we fancy the captain, for watery, aerial, and non-terrestrial visions, that man is the man who must come up with ideas. It's not enough to simply be holding the compass. You've got to have a reason to want to go somewhere and you've got to have ideas of what it is that you're going to do once you arrive. These need to be complex, be related in some sense to the performing arts and enhance the ability to survive in both yourselves and all those who hear you. That's the command. That's what a quarter jack sets out to do. So the knight comes up with the story in advance. He doesn't have to tell the rest of the crew, though he can if he wishes to. Of course, it's all chance. There's a much greater degree of randomity in everything during this rule. We're talking about within the human principality, okay? The animals do not worship our gods. That's quite useful. In that sense, you could say that in an actual reality system, you yourself are the page, God is the captain, and the environment is the esquire. Do you understand what we mean? A lot of wicked people call ours a satanic festival, and that's because they see everything as in between two poles. That's how they perceive it. It's a very two-dimensional way of thinking. They've got God and the devil, or black and white, so forth. Or what's in between? A lot of them see it in shades of grey, and those are the very boring people who think that it's like edgy or dangerous to damage each other's bodies for erotic enjoyment. But in actuality, sir, that's to say, for those who've turned the page, those who've jumped to the jack, those who've tumbled the twiddler, and those who've seen through time and back can tell you that no, sirs, in between black and white is a rainbow-coloured gun. That's the Krishna system. That's in the middle. That one happens to also be the Esquire, of course, because he doesn't change. But black and white, they turn off. When I say turn off, I don't mean off like a light or off like a gun. I mean off like flipping over. They take each other's positions. 
the two pages become the two nights, and the night becomes, for one fortnight, the page. This game is transdimensional. It's simply based on logics, sir. If you were to transform it into, for example, the systems of the percentages of individuals in the corporate tower, sirs, the CEOs become the mailmen and the mailmen CEOs. Now do you get what I'm doing here, sir? They used to do this on the old baronies. If a man owned a lot of land in the countryside in France, he felt guilty about it because he knew that he couldn't pay his people a living wage. Times were too hard and he couldn't keep all the peasants alive and he felt frankly terrible about it. Well, these days, BDSM is all the rage. Your powerful CEO will go to a weak little woman who dresses up in leather, looks savage and filled with rage, and she'll do her best to abuse him, sir, and he'll usually like it. Why does he do it, sir, and why is it always done? The reason, says, is once a person reaches such a, a state of extremity, sirs, in one direction or other, it's essential for him to then transform into the opposite or the other. You see what I'm saying? There's always a way it leaks out in a toroid system. You have to flip over again. The yin-yang is real. Now, as you're transforming to the, from one side of the wheel to the other, at a certain time, you're going to be in the majority, and at other times, you're going to be in the minority. So you've always got to believe in human rights. You don't actually have to care about people, but you have to understand it's like your airlock system. It's the safety lever that you can get out with again. You know what I mean? A lot of you have committed strange crimes and you don't want anyone to know about them. I certainly know what you mean because I've been a pirate as well, sirs. I'm not going to make any admissions tonight because this is a joyous occasion. But let me tell you, sirs, under the table I shall tell you a tale of blood and entrails, sir. A tale that will chill your soul. As for the rest of you, sirs, make merry. So at Christmas, as they called it, is never again. Do you know what I mean? The game is called Yule. In old Christian Yule, they used to sing strange anthems. They would tell each other ghost stories of the terrible by and by. Then says they would eat as much as they were able and then get drunk and lay in the snow and look up at the sky. They did it with their friends and they did it with their servants, sir. They all partied together. It was the old even fence. I hope you know what I mean, sirs. A fence that is slanted to one side so that, that animals of the various heights can all scramble over it just barely enough to scratch the lower right side when they're going in and out over the style, sirs. You know what I mean. It's called enforced equality. It's saying the barriers for the big man are as difficult for him to climb over as the small barriers are for the small man. This lets people survive. There's a lot of strange folkways that are hidden in a lot of, frankly, poorly off families who can, who can barely pay for themselves to even live on the face of the earth. There's numerous as dirt. Well, in a trinity system, sirs, that would be called the underclass. Also, the pages, of course, there's more of them. The middle class are the guys who have to hold the whole civilization together, and they, frankly, forgot what they were in there for. The boomers didn't read the training manuals because they all got head shocked by the government. Now you can feel it. If you can remember what they did back to you in the 1970s, sir, or the 60s, or the 50s at least, you can really transform your world. If you can undo what was done to you, that is to say, if you can unhandle your human mind, you could perhaps rescue the uh, generational f fame and fortune, says, of your particular class. That's to say, the boomers have very bad PR at this time, says. I mean, they really can't do it. I mean, not in a posterity sense. 
and they're finally discovering this fact just too late. Well, how does one change it, sirs? There's only one way one has to make a big historical splash, sirs. You've got to get it done. So you've got to hold up the fun. The middle class pays, do you get it? They pay for the whole thing. The rich and the poor flip right over and they live the other way. They see how the world looks from the opposite side of the system, sirs, because they get to play at those levels. What happens is there's always a mayor, a Christmas-tide mayor. He rules for 12 nights, okay, sirs. It's all very tidy and interesting you know, like no one steps out of line and the police, well, the police don't get paid. Do you get it? So they only are there if they're full volunteer. It keeps them right square, if you know what I mean. I mean, if you've got too little skin in the game, you won't stand up to the peasants who tell you that you're to blame. Do you know what I mean? So you don't pay your men too well. A king who overpays his police is a king who's in trouble. He knows that he's doing it wrong and he needs to back off. I'm saying, says, if your people are having police rebellions in your town, city, or jurisdiction, you need misrule like you need air, sir, or you're going to die, sirs. It's a prediction. The future is rough, sir, for the men who are upstairs, but it's possible to hold on to power, sirs. Here's how you do it. You have to pretend to give it up for a fortnight every year, sirs. It's a Christmas invention. This country's holidays have gotten stale. Well, I'm the Winter King, and I'm here to tell you that Christmas is out like yesterday's ale. Misrule is in. For 14 days, sir, and 12 Christmas nights, you turn everything round, sir. No calls, sir. Thank you. Good night. Now, I'd like for each of you to get swiftly to work. You and the three people closest to you are your own quadroon. The four of you fight together. One of you is the knight, one of you is the esquire, and two of you are the pages. Everything that was stated before stands up as usual. That's to say, the man who'd normally be the knight... In his everyday life, that's to say, for the most of his past year, if he feels rather nightly, if he feels like someone who's in charge of other people and has to think of things and get things done, but feels misunderstood perhaps, but also slightly fanatical to some cause or invention, well, then that person's the knight. But remember, during misrule, the knight serves as a page. He has to be very polite, and he has to be courtly, and he has to be public and obnoxious, in fact, if he certainly can. But he has to do it in this sort of genteel manner, if he can possibly try it. If he's bad at it, it makes it actually more interesting, so don't feel fucking terrible if your system stinks, because, frankly, that's the appeal for some systems. Now, step the fuck back. I don't want to hear from you if I can't fucking see you. That's rule number one. <laughs> send me a fucking letter or send it by post. If you believe in mediums, then send it through a medium. But I don't want to hear from the spirits anymore. If you guys want to communicate with me, you've got to communicate with me through other people. All right, do you get it? So you can talk to me through them, but identify yourself so I know who I'm speaking with. In that sense, what I'm saying is, since you hired me once more to play Miss Rule, here are my charges and conditions. This is what I need to have experienced by the end of it for me to not feel cheated by you. Because I know that you want me to do it again next year and probably also the year after that. So here's what I need. I need to stop hearing voices in my head all right, and I know that you can do something about it. So if you want to communicate with me in that same manner, that's to say whoever the source of that information is wishes to communicate to me, they've got to find another way to do it. You say, well, perhaps we're limited by the dimensions that connect us that it can't be done any other way. I say, bullshit, you're sophisticated enough to put on a pretty interesting theatrical stage, so you better be able to figure out some way to adjust your technologies. Now, as for the rest of it, I need to be able to see clearly now. So the spiderwebby thingies, the cobwebs in my eyes, I need them out, I need to be able to see clearly and unimpeded. Also, 
I need to understand my own dental technology and how to properly take care of it for my own personal system, not in some bizarre way that's castrated by some bizarre technologies. You know, but like as naturally and as normally and as interestingly as I can. Beyond that, I guess the question is, you know, who's on first? Well, I think it's me, isn't it? Since I'm the Winter King, I'm the Krishna of your world after all. I just hold it up. Well, I'm not going to do that unless I get to spin it around a little bit. So watch out. Now, black and white switch off. Now you get it now. It's a triangular Christmas den. You sideways your position. If you normally confront the world with your white end, for example, and hide back the black and never talk about it, or talk about it only behind your back, or do it when you're doing whatever's your counterpart, whatever would I do when I play that I'm Jack. If your hidden man is normally hidden, that's, that's the endwise position, right? That's marching with the white man out. Now the other way around, when you sort of appear dangerous and crazy to the common people and you enjoy it that way, but you keep your pious side inwardly pointing, that's the black way out, that's the reversio, that's the weirdo shins, and I forget what the skaters call it, I haven't hung out with them in a bit of a long time, but it has like a two-syllable construction and sort of a rhyme to it, it's a, it's a funny sounding little word and I enjoyed it at the time. But anyways, yes, I'm interested in skating. Not necessarily doing it myself, but I'll do it in front of a green screen. You know what I mean? Tape the board to my feet where you can do all kinds of crazy stunts. Or get the ropes that allow me to flip over and do like, you know, full 360 experience. That's when it really gets going. You blow up some fans, point it at me so that I can look like I'm going at like 500 miles an hour. Only my skateboard doesn't have wheels to. It's an anti-gravity board, okay? But it's got a powerful cannon to the back of it that can fire me off at at least 190 miles per hour if I have to be, okay? I've got to be able to outrace every police car on this planet if I'm going to play. Do you know what I mean? I need an anti-gravity space board that can never crash because we do it all on a green screen. All right, that's how you do it safely, like. But people have to believe that they've seen it as well. So I'll have dummies and replicas. Maybe some of them can actually work if we can actually figure out the real technology of it. And maybe if not, at least we can fake it. A fun way to practice is those monowheel boards. You know what they mean? The, the, the electric, the little lights light up on the end of them. I don't really know who makes them. So it's not really an ad for them. I'm just saying there's an interesting sort of a, of a closest thing to it that we've got right now in this civilization. But anyways, during misrule, you run sideways on. The white man's not in front. The black man's not in front. You lead from the heart. You live like you were born to be. I don't care who you really are and who you really thought you were when you were about nine years old, perhaps four and a half. Okay? But if you can reimagine your self-image at those particular ages... And perhaps play that way, but as the age that you currently are, or even better, a more advanced age, can you be an old man who's a child, or a child who thinks like an old man? That's another way to play. But all of our actors, frankly, need to be over the age of 21, preferably in their early 20s, I think so, sirs. Those are the men who get to have fun. Now, of course, older pirates are admitted at particular sequences, levels, and diagonal says it's a 26-letter alphabet after all, isn't it so? Everything we say to denigrate, dishevel, or dismiss the Queen's English does in no regard change the English of the Queen. It remains exactly the same language, says, when the show is all over with. You don't take misrule tropes into the ordinary world. At the close of the season, you put all your ordinary spellings back on. You don't speak in capitals anymore, sirs. And you try to spell your words as carefully as you possibly can with appropriate pronunciation, punctuation, and posture marks. I want the future to think that today was a pretty dignified place to have lived in, sirs. You don't understand who's paying your wage. Do you think that your queen can afford your dole? She cannot, sirs. She does it all through the royalties. You know what I'm talking about. You're all movie stars for aliens, sirs. And the queen's the one who gets paid. 
Aliens don't understand human civilization and they prefer to keep things simple. That's why they always say, take us to your leader. They and the leader make a deal and it's usually in secret, says, but by alien ethics, it's totally cool because they did, sir, inform Earth, as it were. Well, obviously, Queen Elizabeth I was that person for a long fucking time. In fact, she still is, says. She's the pointsman. Do you know what I mean? She's the queen on the quarterdeck, says, and she's running your ship. Who's on the process? Who's the mermaid with her tits out underneath? Well, that doesn't matter now, says. Everyone's interested in her, and so they miss the real queen. Well, if the world were a ship, sir, during misrule, you'd bank it in. You'd turn broadside to the enemy. They'd say, what are you doing? Nobody fights like that anymore. You swing around, whoosh, like an opening door until you're flat onto them. It happens real fast, sirs. If your ship has side jets, you can do it real quick. That's why I always ask a man if he tries to sell me his ship, I say, how fast can she turn side on? He usually can't answer me because he hasn't practiced it, but that's because he doesn't have any cannons on, obviously, or he'd know how to do it because it's the only way to play unless your cannon has a swivel. And, a, and an ass-mounted gun is actually not a great way to play because it can fuck up your keel, sir. It makes it wearable. It literally ripples, dude, through the air. Okay, you can't have transsectional vibrations like that. You'll blow your own ship. I really mean it, dude. That's how I knew that Blackbeard, or the guy who was posing as Blackbeard in Pirates number four, was it? Or whatever, that he was doomed to die. I could see it because he had ass-mounted cannons, dude. And I don't care how he got that fire from the sky. Frankly, it's the kickback that does it, all right? It fucks up your ship. So no, you've got to have your cannons side on. You can mount as many cannons as you think, and as long as you've got them balanced, there's no way you can have too many cannons. That's how I knew that they sank my ship on purpose, because they said that the reason the Reniera sank was because she had too many cannons on board, sir. And I say it was a lie, it was a calamity and a catastrophe, sirs. The Reniera had too few cannons, that was the problem. She didn't have any pointing in. You've got to have inward pointing cannons, sir. The King's quarters have to be cannon mounted as well. Do you know what I mean? If you don't have a small cannon in your bedroom, what are you doing, sirs? How will you be able to unbesiege yourself if you are besieged? You know that that's how it often happens, sirs. The man at the top's the man who gets thrown down. Our whole system, sirs, is to prevent royal families from dying. The people want to kill you, and you've got to chill them out. You can't come down from your current altitude too quickly, they won't believe in it. If you became good Christian pious men tomorrow, they wouldn't believe in it, and they'd still hang you, and it wouldn't probably give you more than a fortnight of extra time. What you've got to do is become gradually less evil. You need to shift your ability, technology, and position gradually off. That's to say, to lay the saucer down, if your wheel's running off, sirs, how do you get it to a horizontal position? It's the only way to fly. If you can't turn your wheels side on, sirs, that's another one I always ask if a guy's trying to sell me a car, is can the wheels turn side off? Because if they can, then you can blast vertical, sirs, and a car that got left is a car that I'm interested in having. What more to this, sirs? Oh yes, what else do I want? What else do I need to be paid in? Well, I need to be paid in a lot of parties, sir. I need a party every weekend at least. More if we can handle it. I also need paid in silver coins. That needs to be every Friday at least, or whatever day's mounted on silver. In the old days, it was Monday, I think, the day of the moon. Perhaps I've got that diagonally wrong, sir, though. I would have to look up my own sevenfold pattern on it. I'm not quite sure. Which of the seven corresponds to that metal, sir? 
all that tincture says. Do you understand? Everyone in the Middle Ages was brain programmed to a sevenfold technology system, says they were all under Nazi head slavery the entire Middle Ages. It was a sevenfold system and it counted off by seven planets and it didn't count Earth. That was for the wise men of Gotham, says they could spin them leftward or rightward. There were wicked men and pious men. There was no one else back then. If you think about it, you know that it's true. And if isn't true, then how did those people escape the technology? You need to understand how the middleman figured it out. How did the Krishna heads figure out how to survive in a devil versus God world? How does it happen? We're the black riders. We're the men who are different from you. We're the ones who tell the old stories and that's how we stay alive. A Shaharazad system is a system that can never be found out because you've always got another story. And it's why, when the government still can't pay a proper Christmas king to rule America, I'm always there to do it for free. Until someone finally figures it out and Kamala Harris hires me, pays me for seven years, and then fires me. It'll be just like WWE wrestling. We need beefs and all signs of things like that. Pirates have to be believable. Well, if you've got a corporation made of pirates, then they have to make a lot of news because you're always fighting each other. A pirate is a very egotistical man almost always. He believes in something that almost no one else can understand. Do you understand? And it gives his heart wings. So if you are the knight and you're four-chested man, you have to be able to run yourself like that. Now, on the other hand, if you're the Esquire at arms, you need to be able to play any style, sir. Yes, you're the heavy. You're the guy who has to save everyone else if things really go off, okay? So you're loaded with guns. But you only look like that if that's the presentation that'll make your party the most money. So if you need to look dangerous and drug lorded, yeah, dude, bring out the big guns. Park them on the edge of your captain's chair or something. You know, but make sure only the right ones are loaded and that they have exactly the right number of bullets that you'll require for your Christmas parties. Meanwhile, dress anywhere you like. So if I'm saying you can look dangerous and also queer, for example, or you can look dangerous and like dykes. Or you can look dangerous and like a bunch of beat poets or something, but it has to be weird. It has to be the fringes of society. They're the ones who get to decide during this rule. Obviously, it's the only gay Christmas party. We mean it in every way. The homosexuals get it, of course, but also anyone who enjoys being happy and other things that also sound like or rhyme like it. That's for the letter G. That's for God. That's for grandmothers. That's for grand philosophy as well. You need a grand philosophy, sir, if you are going to save yourself from a philosopher's help. That's for the knight, sir. That's for the king. Whoever's at the top, sirs, of your little world is the one who has to figure all that shit out. Now, what is a page exactly? What do those guys really do? Well, their job is to make sure it all works out, okay? So they're the guys who pull the ropes on the puppets if there's any puppets in the scene. Do you get it? They roll out the white carpet or the red one or the green or whatever color you like to ride in. And the knight comes over on horseback with his lance and behind him, the esquire with the baggage. Do you get it? That's how it works. Then the other page rolls it up behind him. Do you get it? And if it's an infinity system and your carpet can feed itself into the other end through some sort of trans-dimensional temporal continuum, you know, it's like a conveyor belt, like at a grocery store or something, but, but half of it's in one world and half of it's in another, okay? That's the ideal. Because then the pages can continually roll and unroll the carpet beneath them. And so the knight and his servant never touch land. Well, if your feet never touch the ground of the country you're in, says, then you're automatically a god and you gain godly powers. So the king who's the knight, who's just the jackhand, needs to be prepared to take on the powers of gods he doesn't believe in yet, and he has to be homageful and respectful to them if he can possibly stand it. If he can't, if he's a crude pirate or something, a man who really believes in equality, he can take them hand to hand and treat them like equals. But you've got to be careful. You've got to be fastidious. Because some gods like being pissed off, and fortunately those are the ones that work with me. But others don't stand for it, and they'll kill you right off. So you've got to figure out how to talk to an alien race, because you're almost certainly going to meet aliens at Christmas.
That's the meme we're putting back in. If you can make a picture of Santa Claus with a UFO behind him, or like little green men bearing gifts, or anything like that, that's gonna really help for Christmas time. So yeah, we'll keep the red, white, and green color scheme. You know, that stays for all time, more or less. But sometimes, you know, it gets a, uh, I'm not even gonna get into it. That's the main color span, all right? I digress. Now, as for the other symbology, of course, yes, presents are still in. So our trees, so our great bonfires, but no more cut up trees standing in your living room. That's, that's frankly horrifying, sirs. Okay, that's like, like strangling a beautiful girl and leaving her body in your basement. It's exactly the same thing. You just do it in front of your relatives. It's frankly disgusting. Well, I'm here to save the human species from that curse immediately. But yes, burn the trees that want to die, of course. Find the biggest one that's into it and then burn his body. That's what Christmas is for. Bonfires are on. One dude calls the shots, he's the Christmas king. He can be deposed, but he's always chosen by lots. You never know who's gonna be the next one. It's like, it's like a billiard game system for the soul. You spin it all around and you catch your dice and you see what happens on the floor, sirs. But you always play three characters at once if you can possibly stand it. It gives it balance and it gives you originality and then you're unlike anyone else on the planet and no one else can understand it because you're three times as interesting as any other man. Sometimes it's so interesting if you have to hide out for weeks, if not months at a time. Well, sirs, especially if you haven't got the proper Cavalry system. That means you need a quarter poise. You need an esquire and two pages if you're going to set out into the world. So that's what I need. That's for me. I also need a livery for my parents, of course. But how many would I leave there with them? Well, if it's always four, but four like to go rambling. Three's best for standing. That's why they only need one person in my place. So I'm going to find someone who can stay with them and do it proper, like, to my understanding, and for everyone to be able to save face. Do you get it? That's how it works. That's what we're doing second off. Hmm. Do I rescue the off-brand grocery store? I suppose I should, shouldn't I? I mean, I did discover the technology for it, and I think I should at least try it out. So that one's for another time. Are there any other rules that should be exampled over? This is what I'm saying is if you've got strange talents and abilities, Christmas is the time to show them off. If you can do things that most people can't do, even if they don't get you much money or they make people scoff, now is the time to do them and to do them in public. Anything else you like to do in private, do it in public during Christmas. If you're going to have a fight with your significant other, do it in the streets. If you're going to get laid, do it with everybody. If you're going to go to a party, you know, I mean, you need to let out the sheets. You need to go all the way in. Christmas is the only time for sin, do you get it? Then you can be good the rest of the year. That's going to help governmental corruption a great deal if they can possibly help it. It's a masquerade, sirs, and it goes on like a seven hells century double system. That's to say 14 nights, all right? That's the Christmas tide party, and it goes all year, sirs. We're bringing in the future, and we're doing it one holiday at a time. Christmas comes first. In future centuries, we'll address the other ones where we've got to tune your civilization gently and Christmas has gone sour. So once that one's ready, then we'll see what comes next. But as for now, enjoy yourself a merry two-week Christmas of jumping jack over the fence, things switching off. We've only got about four minutes remaining, so if anyone has any questions, I'll take a couple from the audience. Uh, sorry, ma'am, could you speak a little louder, please? Okay, no, I never am. That's the thing, right? Like, this is all just pretend for me. Do you think I actually do this the rest of the year? No, of course not. The rest of the year, I'm an ordinary movie star. Uh, sorry, that's for the ones who are off-planet and don't read the glossy magazines. Uh, next one. Yes, sir. No, no. When I say human rights, I mean the ability to decide for yourself what's going to happen to you, at least as far as is possible in the human sphere. Okay. 
Uh, you know, we'll get the guards in, into position later on, but for now, you know, forget the weather or, or unfortuitous events. I'm talking about like, can your neighbor sue you for all that you're worth? Or if your wife splits, is it gonna kill you in something like that, you know? Like we've got to figure out how to make reality safe again, okay? And I don't mean locking yourself up in a muzzle and quivering in your cages while you watch the telly or something like that. I mean, you've got to turn it over, says. You've got to figure out how to be free and healthy at the same time. There's a lot of ways to do it, and there's a lot of ways to make a lot of money doing it because basically it's, a, it's an economy of information, okay? And it's information that people can use, and it's information that's interesting and believable, but also exceeding the possibilities of what was previously possible. So that's why we call it solar punk, and that's why we call it spinning it the other way around, vaporwave. That's the two spin of the future. No more black and white stuff, dude. It's solar punk and vaporwave, okay? No more Christmas crosses. It's solar punk and vaporwave. No more the old rolling the black and white dice says. It's solar punk and it's vaporwave. No more reds versus blues, uh, no donkeys and eagles. It's Vaporwave and Solar Punk, dude. Vaporwave first for the leftward spinning man. Of course you are. That's how it handles. Do you get it? A Vaporwaver is a Democrat and a Solar Punker is a Republican or whatever you people used to call yourself. That's an easy way to sort yourself. That way you can still keep doing the same fights because you've got a great fight recording system right now, but the content stinks. That's what I'm saying. So Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, keep doing what you're doing, but you've got to change the content, okay? The philosophy is all wrong. So you stop talking about death and destruction and, and boring shit and, and what the Kennedys are going to do. Instead, you need to pay attention to philosophical concepts, at least during my attitude during the Christmas two weeks. The daily news is about, is about roller skates and flower rinks. And I'm not talking about reporting on the ones that are popping up in your neighborhood and doing the creepy reporter thing and sidling up and asking some child if he's having a good Christmas tide. No, I'm talking about debates about it, about how it should be happening. I want pundits deciding how to celebrate. I want them to shout about it and I want them to get angry. I want them to propose new ways of exampling themselves in public and new ways to survive again. If they can't do it, then they need to get fired and get a better man in their chair and the party goes on. Christmas is a great time to hire new guys without anyone noticing. When the party turns off, you're standing there with a whole new crew and the old guys don't know what happened to you and it's a fun way to spin. Anything can happen at Christmas, sir. That's for you. Now, uh, how much do we got? We got two seconds to so look out.